Hey everybody, it's Gray again. Just checking in before we jump into yet another free Patreon episode that I'm going to throw on the normal feed this week. Um, As you can probably guess, we're still not returning to normal this week yet. Uh, It's looking like we'll have at least one more week of this. Uh, Maybe two. We'll, We'll feel it out as we go. And on that note, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about before we jumped into the episode this week. I will keep it brief. I will try to uh, honor Nate's, how Nate would want me to handle it. Uh, Keep it brief and not be too sappy. But as you know, Nate is back home dealing with some family stuff. I alluded to it on the last episode. Uh, But what happened essentially is that Nate's dad passed very unexpectedly. Horrible thing. I don't need to go into all the bullshit and, uh, you know, hit you with a bunch of platitudes. Anybody who's been through that or been close to anybody who's been through that knows how much it fucking sucks and how much it throws everything into disarray. Additionally, if you have ever been through that, you've had a close family member or friend die, you know that the death industry is a fucking racket who takes advantage of people who quite literally can't say no. So on that tip, there are a massive amount of expenses that a death, especially an unexpected one that is not planned for, incurs. And uh, Nate's sister's... Uh, started a GoFundMe to help raise a little bit of the capital to just help cover all of the expenses that you know surround such an event. Nate uh, swallowed his pride and said, "Hey, man, I don't like to ask for help, but I'm gonna." So, shouts out to the big man. I think he did the right thing. One of the great things at you know, with uh, without coming off as too fucking corny and self-indulgent here, but one of the great things about punk and hardcore is that. I have found, at least, that people tend to put their money where their mouth is in this uh, in this scene more so than in a lot of other places, uh, a lot of other kind of, I don't know, social settings that I have found myself in over the years. Already, I posted it to social media and stuff yesterday, uh, the Facebook group, the Instagram, and we raised as much in a day as I think they had cumulatively raised in like the six days prior to that. So thank you so much to everybody who saw that and donated or shared already. Thank you to Convulse. Thank you to all the folks at Sunblock. Thank you to Public Opinion. Everybody who shared that stuff and used their platform to help boost it. You are all appreciated. I can't thank you all. There are a lot of you, but you are genuinely appreciated. I am going to throw the link to the GoFundMe down in the show notes. So if you are interested in boosting that, please do. Uh, we have enough listeners that <clears throat> if everybody that we that listens to us threw in $10, we would shoot far past the goal. Uh, if even a fraction of you threw in like 10 bucks a piece, we would make the goal in a day. So if you got the 10 bucks to spare, it would be greatly appreciated if you could throw it out there. Um, thank you to everybody who's given more than that too. Some of you have gone really, really above and beyond the Call of Duty and it fucking rules. So on that note, I will stop dwelling on that. I don't need to, I don't want to be too dour and depressing. Just wanted to shout that out and uh, ask for everybody to participate in whatever way you feel comfortable and are able to do so. So let's move on to, let's move on to happier things. Let's move on to the newest Demo Listen Records release, uh, the Feedaside cassette. Uh, it came in a lot earlier than we expected. I don't know that I've gotten a chance to address it on the show because everything kind of happened so quickly and I've lost track of time. So 
I wanted to do like a, a proper a proper preamble and uh, and uh, talk about it real quick. As many of you know, we do a cassette label that's associated uh, with the podcast, and it's funded via our Patreon subscribers. If you're a $10 subscriber, you get access to all the tapes that we do. Um, last year was not a productive year for our tape label, just because shit happens. It's uh, sometimes it's hard to find bands that we want to release that somebody else haven't already you know scooped, scooped up. This year we have a full roster. I think we have a release a month for like the next five months moving forward. Uh, the next thing that we're doing is the Heights of Despair EP by Rascal that you may have heard on the show last year that we both really, really loved. We reached out to them at the time. They said, yeah, maybe. And uh, they circled back around and said, yeah, definitely. So that should be going to press within a couple days of you hearing this. As for the Feet Aside cassette, I think I've mentioned on the, on the show before, they are an excellent new Fort Wayne, Indiana death metal band, local to Nate and I, uh, consisting of mostly very young people. I think the oldest person in the band is 23. The average age is like 19. And they play incredibly competent death metal that is surprisingly technical. If you're a fan of Maggot Stomp stuff, yeah, sure, that's in there. But they got riffs. They are not a slam band. There's slamming elements to it, but it's really, really good shit. I would recommend anybody who is a fan of 90s death metal or contemporary death metal, check this stuff out. I imagine you're not going to be disappointed. We put out a four-song cassette EP for them called Nurtured by Hate. I am also going to include the link to that down in the show notes. Additionally, if you are a $10 Patreon subscriber, most of you have already gotten back to me, but if you haven't checked your messages on Patreon, check your messages on there. I just asked for updated shipping addresses from everybody so that we can get it out. I've got all the Patreon stuff uh, packaged up. I just got to throw labels on there and get them in the mail. So they should be coming to you within the next few days, uh, as long as you get back to me with your address. So before we jump into the episode, I'm going to play a track from that uh, that feed aside cassette just to entice you to purchase it. Like I said, go down to the show notes, uh, click the link. We do pretty limited runs of these. They're playing a show. Uh, at the time of this episode, within a few days of, uh, of this episode, uh, they're playing a show at The Bug House, the spot that I book with the band Spine, and I imagine that we will move a big chunk of them there, uh, and we've already moved a fair amount of them online, so if you would like them, uh, it's probably best to be expedient about about that, because I don't think they're going to last that much longer. We do pressings of 150, and then they're gone, so, and we don't really return to old prod- projects, so <clears throat> other than that... Um, I think we're going to do a Bizarro episode, another Bizarro Core episode this week. Uh, we've done two on the Patreon, and my philosophy is if we had to listen to this stuff, um, I think you guys got you guys got to hear it too. It, I mean, we really delve deep into the depths of like the worst that the Bizarro realm of subculture music has to offer on this one, I think. We get really bad, man. Like We hear some stuff that actually upsets me like in a in a very real way but i don't need to tell you anymore you're about to hear that so without further ado i haven't decided which song we're going to listen to yet so it's going to be a surprise but without further ado we're going to hear a track by feet aside off of their cassette nurtured by hatred Oh, 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 oh,
What's up? Welcome to another Patreon exclusive episode of Demo Listen. If you're here, you already know the drill, so I'll just give you the rundown on what we're doing. Uh, if you're a new subscriber or if you haven't gone back and listened to any of the stuff that we've done over the past few months, you might not be familiar with this format, and it's one that we just recently recently debuted uh, a couple back, months ago, back in May, I want to say. So we we uh, we titled it the uh, the Bizarro Core episode, and fundamentally, what we're doing is going on sites like Lamb Goat, uh, Metal Injection, Metal Sucks. I still don't know how to pronounce it. Idiot EQ. Idiotech. Idiotic. Idiot EQ, which is of the three that I just stated, by far the least likely to to be correct. I but would it is, say it is correct. But I would say it's probably not. Uh, it's the least likely to be correct. So sites that are are, are basically you know like catch all websites where. Uh, PR people write in and say, "Hey, do do this premiere for my for my my band or whatever. We're doing a music video premiere." It's we kind of talked about it on the last episode, but even the smaller ones like Idiotech or whatever, they don't they don't feel like organic publications. They don't feel like Maximum Rock and Roll or any number of fanzines that you would read. They don't even feel like the print version of something like Decibel. Like they don't really feel like publications. They more feel like search engine optimization websites, yeah. right? They're, they're places that are, are uh, it's like they're fly traps, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're meant to attract, the, there's no, there's no um, sort of selection process or anything. Everything gets through the cracks. They're designed specifically to attract the most amount of clicks from the most amount of people with they're, no, they're, there's no curation. They're kind of tourist traps. They are kind of the tourist traps of like, of, of music publication websites yeah. for sure. Right. And like I said, there, there is no curation. There's no, uh, there's no like publication identity or anything like that. It right. is just, uh, they are just click. They're like a zillion clickbait articles, whatever. And on those websites, we frequently come across things that, although they bear passing sort of aesthetic resemblances to things that we talk about on the mainline show and things that we know and enjoy, they are distinct. They are weird. They are uncanny valley. They're guys with hand and throat tattoos who are doing something that, although it may bear a common ancestor somewhere way down the line, is now a distinct and oftentimes deeply twisted form. It's like orcs versus elves. It's 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 completely parallel. It right. looks similar. Yes. But in you know, I look I look these bands up on Discogs, I look up the members and see and I see almost no overlap. Right. Between, you know, what we normally encounter, which admittedly mm-hmm. is super fucking niche. Very, very niche, yes. Right. Sure. I mean, admittedly. Yes. We we I, I'm gonna say that, you know, if we, if we view this exercise mm-hmm. 
as a pissing contest or a zero sum game or a matter of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. We're wrong. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Based on based based on numbers alone. <laughs> We're wrong. Sure. Yes. Right. Just yeah. based on play numbers and so forth alone. But you know, I've been listening to this. You know, I've been listening to to bands in this sort of world mm-hmm. for a long fucking time. Sure. Going on. Well, like 30 years. Right. More than 30 years. Yeah. Right? And you would, you know, you kind of see, you kind of see, you know, like, interrelationships. You kind of see commonalities between the bands over time. You get familiar with faces. You get familiar with names. You see folks in other bands. Right. And you can sort of trace lineages, right? Sure. Even even on, like, Patreon episodes that we do, uh, you know, like... When like when we just got done with like the commitment records deep dive right like uh, a European straight edge label that started in the mid nineties right and yet once we got deep enough into the discography there were people in bands on that label who had been in your old house right, right. you're in this long enough everything comes it, it, right. it all circles back on itself and, and, and this is stuff that like when I look for the for this particular type of show that we're doing, I look for stuff where I, I have never heard of right. anything sure. associated with these bands. Yes. Anything. Right. So I'm coming in completely cold. Yeah. It looks like it, I'm, it looks similar to the things that I like. Sure. But as we learned in the last time, it rarely is something that we like. Right. I think there was only a couple that we actually liked. Yes. And I'm going to say this. This is just like the... In my in my experience, these are exactly the sort of bands that I dread. Like th- these bands are the reason that I dread people asking me what type of music sure. do I listen to. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Because you're suddenly gonna hit me with some of this shit. Right. And I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care to know. Right. But I will say, I I think it's important to note that. At least for me, and I think I think this is shared between the two of us. This exercise is is done in earnest. It's done oh, with a, sure. it, with a genuine uh, in the genuine spirit of exploration and discovery. Right now, now right. I'm not expecting to find things I like. It probably won't happen. The last episode, it certainly didn't really occur. That said. I'm still going into this well, stuff so with this. There, there was one thing we heard that we were like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm going into this with as open a mind as I can possibly have. And I, even even if I'm confident going into something that I'm not going to like it, I was actually just talking with my buddy Skyler before uh, I came over here that I like subjecting myself to things that I know I'm not going to have a good time with just in the spirit of like discovery and expanding my horizons, Right. you know, just learning about shit. Even if it's stuff I know I'm going to fucking hate. I do that with movies. I do it with TV. I do it with music. I like doing it genuinely. I I read books. I don't like, you know, it's just a thing I like to do. I've, I've, I've done it since I was a kid. So I'm not going into, uh, even though we're almost certainly going to say some mean things about some shit that we hear tonight, I'm not going into this in the spirit of making fun of this shit. No, I, I'm trying to come into it. Same, same. We said this last time, too. We're not doing this to, inevitably, we will end up fucking aping some of these of things. Of course, like, yes. You know, you know, goofing on these things. Yeah. But that's not the point of this. The right. point of this is for me to f- just get out of my little box sure. for a second and see if I like it as much as I th- more than I think I do. Right. You're right. I'm pretty sure I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't. Right. It's not. It's this is a nice little. Uh, it's like a a nice confirmation 
we we go into this with some confirmation bias, and then at least according to the, the, what happened in the last episode, I come out of it more resolute in my own biases. <laughs> you know, and and there's something else I want to point out about these bands. Again, you know, I'm not I'm not looking to fucking talk shit. Yeah, I'm not looking for a fight. Sure, right. I'm just curious. Right. But one thing that seems to run through all of these bands is there is a ton of attention paid to appearance and style. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, a ton. Way yeah. more than I'm used to. And and I even bemoan that in, like, you know, despite the fact that we say, well, you've got to have the total package. Bands that have that complete sort of, like, genuine sure. package. But, like, there's something about this mm-hmm. that just doesn't... It smacks of false. Yeah, of course. Everything, everything is everything is glamour. Right. Yeah. Right? And and you know from the you know the way the bands are dressed. Yeah. Um. To you know. Fucking, um. The personalities that they project, the people in the band. Sure. To you know when you when you read about these bands, and they say they've shared the stage with. Right. No one gives a shit. Yeah. Who fucking cares? I don't. You you anybody <clears throat> can fucking you know. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. I mean, to me, I think an apt comparison would be like to, to uh, sort of a historical time in, in music that a very similar, um, like a very similar phenomenon was taking place is just like glam metal versus actual metal. It's yeah. like Warrant versus, versus Judas Priest. Right. Like, you know, Warrant is designed to capture the surface interested people who maybe will are inclined to glom onto the aesthetic of heavy metal right without diving into any of the specifics of like what makes heavy metal heavy metal right right and this a lot of this stuff falls in that same category where it is metal or hardcore or punk basically by appearance only and not only the music but even their approach to like marketing and presentation is crassly commercial right you know um, so a lot of this stuff is derived, like I said, from lamb goat and shit like that. These sort of catch all catch all websites. Um, and then I should also note too, like we were, we were talking a little bit about like, you know, we're looking for the stuff that kind of looks like pay to pay, pay to play bands and, and, and shit like that. And I was going to talk about like a, a little bit about that culture. And cause I touched on it in the last episode too, <clears throat> but like there is an entire, infrastructure and like there's an entire uh biome like social biome of of uh managers and pr people and like publications that act in this sort of symbiotic network that maintains these weird sort of bizarro bubble universes Mm -hmm. that they all act in accord and in tandem with one another. And it's really strange anytime, like, cause I, like I do, do my, you know, p- like bio PR bio writing for, for bands. And it's just, you know, uh, work for hire shit. I do a job and then I get out, but I, I'll occasionally have to dip my toes into that world and deal with a manager or something like that. And like I said, if you listen to the last episode that we did, like in this format, you heard me say it there too. But just to reiterate, it is a strange, like a truly strange and bizarre world to view up close, especially knowing that like on the surface, it presents itself as alternative and subculture. Mm-hmm. And like once you get into the nitty gritty of it, it just isn't 
it doesn't function. It doesn't function as we understand subculture to function or DIY to function in any way, shape, or form. No, it is just a microcosm of right. big business. Right. It is. It, this is a lot of. Yeah. I mean, we come from the basement. Yeah. And this stuff acts like it's from the basement. Right. Yes, for sure. Um, I so I should also note the weird phenomenon, and we kind of talked about this on the last episode too that we did of this particular format, is that there has been a strange shift of like once reputable labels now moving into this world in order to just maintain uh, relevance and revenue. So like a lot of the bands that I find via lamb goat and metal injection and stuff that, uh, that end up falling into this category are on like, it seems like there there's a handful of labels and promotional companies that have like a stranglehold on this market. It's like, uh, Metal Blade, mm-hmm. n- uh, Nuclear Blast, yep. Century Media, mm-hmm. and Prosthetic. Right. Like, Which were, if you look at their back catalog. Right, yes. Once uh, lauded. Right, exactly. And if Victory were still around, Victory would be in that category too. Because Victory was one of the first labels, I would say, to make this pivot. And, yeah. and start doing this in like the early aughts and start signing like the girl jeans and eyeliner stuff and, and switching switching it up. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's just let's just jump into it. We both independently brought up some, some bands that uh, piqued our interest. Nate, you got your list in front of you already, so why don't you, uh, why don't you kick it off? Okay, so the first band I picked, just because the picture of these guys looked incredibly stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's getting <laughs> to that idea that, you know, the presentation is more important. Sure. Right? Is a band called Bad Wolves. Okay. I don't like that. I already don't like that name. And here, here's the uh, Metal Injection headline. Okay. Bad Wolves streams funkier new single, single, The Body. And then the byline is, it's a fun track that reveals, a, that feels like a mix of Faith No More with a dash of draft of Daft Punk. Enjoy. <laughs> now, apparently this is, according to Metal Injection, a super group. Okay. Um, Bad Wolves features members from bands like um, Bury Your Dead. Oh, Bury Your Dead. The okay. Acacia Strain. Okay. <laughs> Devil Driver. Okay. Uh, I don't know anybody. From Th- that's that's Scar the, Scar the Martyr and Vimic. So, so Bury Your Dead. It was at God forbid. God forbid. That's weird. Okay. So I was going to say Bury Your Dead was at one point like at least semi a semi credible actual underground like heavy hardcore act and then they they were right during that period of time where bands were pivoting to like eyeliner and they did a big eyeliner pivot and then here's the bad wolves website okay Ooh, enjoy 10 percent off for new subscribers only okay well yeah they they look a way that's upsetting to see right for sure right I, i don't like anything about this god yeah dude see this is it sucks that this is not a visual medium, but like I, I encourage any listeners hey, to check out can, the Bad Wolves website. You can totally website. put a screenshot up. We got, we yeah, got yeah, it, true. Right? Yeah, yeah, I can put a screenshot up. Um, okay, let's uh, let's let's listen to so some Bad let's, Wolves. Let's listen to this Bad Wolves track. This uh, this signal is uh, the body. Okay, there's a video, so I'll put that up for us to see too. Okay.
Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, now a couple things. Yeah. I, there's two things. First thing I want to say as a just total disclaimer. Yeah. And the folks that listen to this. Mm-hmm. Keep this between you and us. Okay. All right. I don't want bad wolves to know that we took their intellectual property and put it behind a paywall. Yeah, sure. So that we could make fun of it. <laughs> right. Although I think that is entirely legal. It's it, it's for the purposes of critique. Okay. Um, well, I'm just saying we might be, just keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because these dudes seem like the type, or at least their fucking lawyers seem like the type that they bring the hammer at you. They could be litigious. Yeah. I think so. Sure. Right. Number two, that was horrible. I mean, yeah, that that's an understatement. Is that even fucking music? That feels like <clears throat> that truly feels like computer brain shit. So that feels like a computer trying to make music to please everybody. Yeah. So it, it's one of the worst things that I've ever heard in my entire life. I would say, like, easily, some of the worst music I've ever heard, and. As we noted with the last episode, in the last episode that we did within this particular format, uh, a lot of that stuff felt algorithm based. It felt designed, as you just mentioned, to please the largest swath of people possible. I feel like I was watching code from the Matrix during that video. Yeah, for sure. And so, so that brings me to what I was thinking about when I was listening to this and when I was watching that video. And I just want to add as a little aside, uh, lyric videos, I've said this before, still truly the worst thing ever. Yeah, really dumb. The worst. Um, so... That that music, I don't think it can be anything more than the survival instinct of of a, a musician flailing and grasping at straws oh. to try and maintain not their relevance, but at that point, just like a commercially viable existence because right. they have no other skills. Right, because look at these dudes. These dudes are getting to the age where this is make it or break it for them. Right, exactly. For sure. Yeah, because they, they, they got hand tattoos. They've got throat tattoos. They have no marketable skills whatsoever. They've been in touring bands for the last 20 to 25 right. years that are no longer paying the bills, and they got three kids and an unhappy wife and a house that they probably are paying too much on. That's right. That's right. Because I got throat tattoos and hand tattoos, but I got marketable skills right. and education. <laughs> right. Yes. And I just do this for fun. Right. And yeah, I yeah, know yeah. that I'm not good at it. Sure. Right? Yes. But these dudes are desperate. Yeah, exactly. So they'll do anything. They're basically typing into the computer, please write us a hit song, please, computer. Right. The, the, this is this is a jellyfish responding to stimuli. Yeah. You know what it I mean? Really, it, it really is. It's, it's, there's, no, there's no brain here. It, it's, it's pure. It's nothing. I mean, it, that's, as a, that's as much of a nothing burger as I could ever conceive of. I mean, there's just nothing there. Right. Here's, here's what drummer uh, John Becklin says. When we were writing this song, we had a goal of trying new things. So I wonder what their old things sounded like. I, I, would, I would love to find out. Yeah. The slap bass and clavichord instantly was new territory for Bad Wolves. Of course. It feels good to know this track sounds like nothing we have ever done before. <laughs> it's a fun track that feels like a mix of Faith No More with a dash of Daft Punk Enjoy. Now. Does it? I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. You know, Faith No More, a lot of folks hate them. A lot sure. of folks love them. Yeah. I discovered Introduce Yourself when I was fucking 10 years old. Right. Bought a fucking cassette mm -hmm. at a, you know, a tape store. Yeah. Um, I liked, the only thing I was looking for there was anything that seemed different. Sure. And the band, like the name Faith No More. This is before the real thing came out. Right. 
um, you know, the, the band Faith No More was sort of like pinging some of my inner sort of like doubts on, you know, church and sure. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I bought it, and I fucking loved it. I have been a very big Faith No More fan since I was 10 years old. Yeah. I like every fucking record, mm-hmm. right, for different reasons. This sounds like these people have never heard. Faith no More. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What, what? I, I mean, like, like are, are you saying because Billy Gould occasionally occasionally slaps his bass on a few songs, like at the end of We Care A Lot, that, that this sounds like a Faith No More song? I mean, yeah, the, these are people that are, are desperate, most likely not even the people in the band, but whoever their PR person is or whatever. I mean, they are desperately vying for any connective tissue to, to real music and culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, and again, to reference like writing bios for God awful bands and shit, like I have to do that. That's my job is to take something that's truly awful and devoid of culture or identity. Right. And to say, Oh, this reminds me of the best components right. of the descendants. But you know what I mean? This like, is the drummer, John Becklin. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. But like, no, there's no faith no more in no, this track. Are no. you kidding me? Not even on their worst fucking day. No. Not even their worst fucking song. Right? No, for sure. And Daft Punk? Yeah. As much as I've heard Daft Punk? Not at all. Not dude. a lick. No, I, I I, actually quite like the Daft Punk record Discovery, and th- this isn't even close. Not even in the same wheelhouse. There's not one discernible influence from Daft Punk in this. Faith No More, at least on a surface level, I guess because you could say you're trying to, there's guitars and you're trying to do like a funk. There's that twangy, funky bass. Yeah. Evident most mostly in the beginning, right? Th- throwing like the the heavy the heavy like double bassy riff right. at the end and stuff too. It's just like, yeah, this is uh, this is jack of all trades, master of none, it, it, prime example. Right? It's like it, you're trying to do every single thing, and it's the worst, most watered down version of each particular influence in your band. And in this 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 music here, we haven't I've said this before about bands, but this this right here, mm-hmm. this is a big red flag when you're meeting somebody. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. This is this is I'm going to just go out and say this is domestic abuser music. This, this you know is like I mean? well yeah, this is like but like I don't know, you hook up with someone, right? Yeah. You know, if you haven't already, right? Yeah. If you haven't already hooked up because of your intersection in, in like inter- intersectional music, interest in music, sure, this is gonna come up, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 for right? sure. Yeah, and then they say, "Well, have you heard the band Bad Wolves? Yeah. Get the fuck out!" Yeah, no doubt, dude. <laughs> yeah, you right? got it. You got to because, because you have irreconcilable differences for sure. Like, I I will take somebody who's just like a an average fan of pop music. Over because that is whatever that just means I don't really care about music that much. I just want something that's mindless I can put on the background and it makes me feel nothing except for good feelings. Okay, right. whatever, cool. This, if you like this, that's something else. Right. That speaks to that speaks to some. There's something there, your your brain's wired wrong. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it, it, you are right. It is a red flag. It is a big red flag. This is exactly the band that you dread your coworker asking you if you like music so that they can mention this fucking band. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, okay. <laughs> that was that was bad. We were off to a really bad re- yeah, there's no way. I mean, that's that's one of the worst like I said, that's one of the worst things I think I've ever heard in my entire life. So, let's uh let's start with my first selection for the night, which is is interesting because it's a name that I've seen 
for many years oh, yeah. because of their association uh, with that one point, the aforementioned Victory Records when Victory made their p- pivot into total just like circus music. This is Dr. Acula who have just <laughs> announced their, their comeback album. Um, so Dr. Acula, from what I understood, was some sort of abomination, some musical abomination that combined like death core and like mall metal core with like electronic elements and like really jokey stuff. But it looks like, uh, well, according to this, uh, Dr. Acula is a comeback of epic proportions, a radical reboot that sees this comedic outfit reborn as a dark focused beast of a modern metal band. Okay. I always love the like, the metalcore adjacent, like youth metalcore adjacent, fifteen year on pivot to dark serious core. Mm-hmm. Th- this has happened with many bands. So I, I don't know that I've ever. I, I certainly have never willingly heard a note of Doctor Acula's music in my life. I'm sure just being a person who was around and going to really bad shows in 2004, 2005. I'm sure I heard it in somebody's car or something. Um, so. The bassist Rob Guarino says, to put it frankly, this chapter of Dr. Acula is a parties over vibe. When we started over 15 years ago, it was all fun and games. We weren't really paying attention. Now we've grown, our fans have grown, and there's a conversation to be had. Life isn't great for most people these days, and we wanted to write something that could touch on that. Those are the songs that move us personally, and we wanted to challenge ourselves to make that for someone else. Okay. So they're not fucking around anymore. So finally we have a metal band reaching out with themes that the disaffected can relate to. Finally. And it's, thank God it's Dr. Acula stepping up to the plate yeah. to break new ground right. in this regard. How charitable. Yeah. So uh, I think strong evidence of, of this thesis is that the song that's on display here is entitled The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena, which of course brings to mind the great <laughs> wealth disparity in this country and the plight of marginalized people. I mean, that title and the artwork that I'm looking at immediately makes me think this is a this is a serious dark band of grown men who are ready to tackle honest to God real world issues. Yep. So let's listen to The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena by Dr. Acula off their self-titled comeback record. All right, here we go.
All right, there you go. Yeah, we just heard The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena by Dr. Acula off their self-titled comeback record. So yeah, still, I would say, firmly in the Bizarro Core camp, for sure. Um, closer sonically to something that might be on the weekly show. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna immediately break up with you. Right, for sure. But but I'll definitely go have you have you why don't you try delving so a bit deeper into this world? I, I feel like I feel like if you you know if you got into a conversation with somebody about this band, yeah, like they came at you with this, uh -huh. and you heard this. I've never heard this band before. Yeah, right? I don't think this is what this at all what this well, band I'm gonna used say, to one sound of the, one, like. like. Just looking like the first comment here, and Lambo says this is not as bad as it could have been, which I attribute to them actively trying not to sound like Doctor Acton. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. right. So I don't know. Who knows? Yes, but like I feel like if somebody came at me at work, you know, uh -huh. driving the fucking work truck or whatever, and it's fucking you know it's death metal monday yeah and they're like hey can i put something on you put this on I'm like i feel like i could steer you right sure yes in a direction that we can both agree absolutely right yeah if you're coming at me with fucking bad wolves yeah there's no hope right exactly there's no bridge in that there's gap. no hope because yes the first minute and a half of this song mm -hmm. definitely overproduced bizarro stuff yes but at least i wasn't like scrambling to shut it off for sure yeah right um, you know, there's there's at least there's there's at least a thread of connectivity to things that I like. Yes. The last minute, no. The bass drops, no. Right. right. Yes. That's where it becomes entirely unorganic. Yes. Right. And and wholly a product of you know, the a wholly a product of the 21st century. So I and I think the other thing that makes this like I, I think throws this squarely in like the Bizarro Court camp for me, is like, again the 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 crassly commercial edge yeah. on like this, <laughs> your band hasn't released a record in 10 years. You have stated bluntly, this band is fundamentally no longer the same band. We're not making the same music. We're not taking the same philosophical approach to what we're doing. This is a total redefinition and fresh start. So the only reason to keep this band name at all is to capitalize right. off of a pre-existing right. legacy. Otherwise, just call it something else. Just call it a new band. Right. Right. But so, you don't want to start from scratch because you think you've got some, like, fiduciary traction there. Exactly. And, and again, that and, – and probably this band, I mean, they had enough traction at one point. They're probably a corporation, right? When bands get this big, usually they are a corporate. They're an, a cor an incorporated entity. Okay, I just want to point out, yeah, this big. Okay, um, they they I, were fairly popular at one point, right? I just mean like big enough big that they enough were that, that for at, for some period of time their pr their primary income was probably like touring and merch, merch sales from this band. Sure, and it's probably been over a decade since that was the case. Sure, but I'm just saying if it's if you're talking about this being fundamentally the same members, this this band is probably incorporated. They're right. probably still making some money off of residuals, whatever. So this is purely a financial consideration mm -hmm. at this point. It is, it is, it's just, it's simply good business acumen to continue this. And that to me is another, it's just a barrier to entry and access in terms of this being th anything that can feel even remotely real or, or right. earnest. Right? right. It's just like you're, you're starting on a bad foot. Right. Um, so yeah, there you go. Dr. Acula once, once on victory records now on, Silent Pendulum. Records. Silent Pendulum, my favorite, my one of my favorite current labels. Silent Pendulum. So uh, okay, what do you uh, what do you got next? 
All right. Uh, next, I have a band from the uh, a band called Brutus. Brutus. Okay. I don't know anything about this band. All right. Spelled spelled like the the Roman A2. Brutus. Yep. Okay. Brutus. B. It's a tri- it's a trio. Okay. There's and no way they were the first ones to get to that name. No, they're number twenty three in Discogs. I was gonna say they had to look at the Discogs and just say, "Fuck it, we're doing it." Anyway. Right. And and, and uh, it's a rock band from Belgium. Okay. Okay. Um, don't I've never heard of them, of course. Yeah. So who knows? They might be the real deal over in Belgium. Maybe. Uh, Wearebrutus.com. Okay. Right. I don't know. Anytime you have your Anything own you have, website, yeah, it gives me pause. Right. Right. And, and on and here in Discogs, it says all things should come in threes. This is their description on Discogs. Uh-huh. So comes Brutus to do what must be done. This is Brutus. Yeah, that's the. Okay, so it says Brutus streams new single Dust and announces a UK tour. Okay. Brutus is back and as atmospheric as ever, which I just read as boring. Yeah, atmospheric is is a bad descriptor in pretty much every instance. Right. So um, Dust was born out of the frustrations of having friends with demands and expectations that were way too high, says Brutus. It's a song about being at a breaking point, pissed off at everything and everyone. Dust is honest, direct, and unfiltered. It's a very special and personal song for us, which is why we wanted this to be the first song, new song for people to hear. Okay. So let's check it out. Let's check it out. Let's check it out.
All right. So what was that song called? Dust? Dust. Dust by Brutus. Before, again, this is not a visual medium, but I encourage you to go watch the quote-unquote video for that. Yo, if you're going to do a music video, do a fucking music video. So far, we have seen a lyric video, Mm -hmm. and we have seen a video that is just the name of the song emblazoned on the screen with footage like shaky hand cam, you know, 4K high hand cam footage of dust blowing in the wind. Right. Why why do a visual at all? Just right. make a video or or don't. Right. This this half stepping is not I'm not I'm not going to tolerate it. So again, this is the question that I ask so many times that leads me to the same answer, which is that like if you're close enough to subculture to have the musical reference points that this band clearly has to things that are more genuinely underground, I can't imagine a reason you would want to do this as opposed to that, except for the fact that this is a more commercially a vi- viable thing to do. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, this is... Well, you know, this is the sort of thing that basically doesn't happen without, like, through silver and blood. <laughs> sure, that's true, absolutely. Right? And we, there, like, there like was a, if, we had a band like that on the last episode, if, too. If you trace this all the way back. Yeah, right? of course. There's a lot of stuff in this... Um, in this uh, in in this style that I like the progenitors of, right, and I like earlier examples of, but sure. I, at the same time, this style got really boring really fast, and it really filled in with a lot of bands that were just not, yeah, they just weren't keeping my interest anymore. No, not at all. Um, it, it, yeah, it, 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 it kind of there's a Venn diagram of like. You know, neurosis mm-hmm. and some some of the like 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 some aspects of doom, sure. right? There's like this Venn diagram of stuff, but it doesn't really hit on the, on, on on the the things that I really like about those. Yeah, you know, those styles or those bands or those genres or whatever. Sure, right? So I put down basically all of the post whatever mm-hmm. of this ilk, right? Yes, post, post metal, post post hardcore. Yes, I put all these sorts of bands away about like mm, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, sure. Basically not revisiting any new ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, this is a casualty of that. Yeah. I bet if I heard this 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. I bet if I heard this in 2010, I'd have a totally different take on it. Yeah, I don't... Maybe maybe not 2010, but I bet like... I certainly like 2005. Yeah, I was going to say, there was a time in my life where I would have been more open to this than I am now. At this point, this far along in this particular type of music's existence, I just, I full on don't get the appeal. It's so far, it's like the youth crew exercise that we just finished up. It's so far from its roots and it is now missing every component that made that music compelling in the first place. Well, yeah, what is, is it's, it's gotten rid of, it's basically become this somber, mature thing. Yes, that is boring. Yeah, the the edges are all dull. Right, yeah. right. Gone. Yeah, gone is all the fucking bite. Gone is gone of the teeth. Yeah, all the fucking like hokey shit that you loved about death metal and uh, death metal about metal when you got into it. Yeah, it's all gone, and it's just distilled down to like distortion, heavy guitars, and then like sober themes. Yeah, th- this is this is black fa- flannel, medium wash jeans. 
and a beard music. Right. You you grip your IPA and you nod back and forth in the crowd and maybe somebody throws up some horns at one point during the set when it gets a little heavier and you buy a bunch of t-shirts with like uh, weathered textured fonts on them. This is this is the epitome of NPR metal. Yeah, for sure. This and, is And this is this is like safe for work shit. Th- this is retirement plan stuff, right. man. And yeah. I'm just it sounds fine. Sure, right? it's whatever. It's unobjectionable. If it's unobjectionable, but but it's also, um, to me anyway, like that. The fact that it is unobjectionable from mm-hmm. any angle, no matter how you look at it, yeah, makes it incredibly boring. Yeah, for sure. And and I think keeps this distinctly in the bizarro category because this is like, uh, like I said, this is this is the um, this is retirement plan music. Yeah. This is stuff that you graduate to when you're tired of playing music with any sort of. Uh, with any sort of like edge or vitality to it, when yeah, there's, there's to no just, vitality. When to you're it. ready to just settle into the lethargy of your middle age, right, right. And well, I mean, look at the look at the facial expressions and the general demeanor of the folks in the band in this picture. Yeah, exactly. They look bored. Yep. Right. They for look sure. boring. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No thanks. Yep. For sure. Okay, so let's let's get into my to my next uh, my next selection here. So. We have got a band called Invent Animate premiering their new single Shade Astray. Pro- progressive Metalcore Unit Invent Anime. Progressive right. Metalcore. Right, exactly. I see those words and I ask myself, what the fuck does that it mean? It almost sounds like an oxymoron. Yes. So let's let's see what they have to say for themselves on this track. Shade Astray is a confessional realization that a relationship has run its course, shares drummer Trey Kalea, Salea. It admits, it admits that it fell far from the ideal they had put on a pedestal, leaving both their ego and the relationship shattered when things are broken beyond repair. At this crossroads, the loss, you fear the, the loss you fear the most is exactly what has to happen. Someone stronger than you has to be able to walk away when you are self-sabotaging, and the only wisdom to be gained is the knowledge that you are not the savior. There's nothing to be salvaged, and you must accept failure and let failure, failure be your teacher. It's a lesson only learned in solitude. I... I sincerely doubt that uh, that's a real statement yeah <laughs> that sounds right. that's, and I, that I, sounds I, like an ai generated uh, yeah. pr right, statement right. like fellas trust me yeah this isn't as profound as you would like it to be <laughs> no no way so all right let's uh let's I, I i'm gonna put money on the fact that this video is also not a video it's just a dumb set of repeating gra- graphics or a lyric video lyrics, or something yeah. right so we're gonna listen to uh shade astray by invent animate
Well, there you go. All right. We just heard Shade Astray by Invent Animate. I could feel, I could feel the the passion and the heartbreak in that track. I don't know where this comes from. I don't know. Yeah. Like, now we, we had that Russian band that was mm-hmm. similar to this. Yep. Right. Yeah. And there's something about this music. And it, again, there's something about this music and then knowing that it's full on adult males. Yeah. Right. Like playing it, yeah, it gives it me pause. This, it gives me really creepy, predatory vibes. Absolutely, yes. Because there is no way that there's like grown fucking dudes, yeah, into this. There are grown dudes into this, but I think they're also predators. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think I, 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 like, I think it's it's dude dudes with haircuts that are not suited to their thirty five year old age, right? You know? So here's I did a little research about this band, okay, and. The drummer that you mentioned, mm-hmm. Trey Salea, mm-hmm. he's in a band called Fit for a King. Okay, I know. Uh, yeah, so I, I know that I know the name of that band at least. Fit for a King is on Solid State Records. Oh, so they're a Christian, and band. it's a Christian metal okay. band. So okay, so that's okay. the world that, ba- that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. these folks. Maybe this is what Christian metalcore sounds like. It's just full of this. Oh, there there is a lot of this in Christian metalcore. So I can't fucking believe. Guy's head in this band. Yeah, the in Fit for a King. Yeah, it's I it's can't wild. Fucking believe his head. Yeah, he's got a hell of a head on for Look sure. At that yeah. Fucking grill. <laughs> so so I I know where this comes from more more so than you do because I I had to like I knew people in real life who liked this stuff uh, when it was like in, in its heyday. Um, I think this this comes from Under Oath. This comes from a band like Under Oath who is Christian. Dude, yeah, the, their their release, their debut release, Creation Destruction on Solid State. In, oh, uh, Fit for a King. Yeah, uh huh. Not this band. Who gives a shit about that? That fucking Advent Animate shit was fucking false and, and stupid. Yes, of course it was awful. And I want to say some other things about it, but you know, I don't want to offend your sense of fucking ears, <laughs> right? I want to say a bunch of nasty things about it that just aren't polite. <laughs> sure. Right. Sure. There's all sorts of things I want to say about it, beginning with the letters G, right, and yeah. R, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Right? But I can't. Yes. Right? Yeah, we often do. But I, 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 but, I'm trying to keep it, I'm trying to keep it tight. Right, okay. Right? Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm teetering right now. Yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah. I hate it. It's unbelievable to me that it exists. And I, I say that with, I say that with no hyperbole or anything. I, I've had people come at me over the years because I've always remained resolute in my hatred of this from a very young age. When I was first exposed to it, my initial knee-jerk reaction when I was like 13, 14 was to torment my peers who were into this. Right. And I think I've mentioned on the show before, there was a local band uh, around that time, and I was like Mr. Street Punk dude, Mr. 80s Hardcore Kid. There was a band of, of my peers in high school when we were like 14, 15, who were doing things like this in like 04, 05, uh, who I relentlessly tormented. I mean, I told people don't go to their fucking shows. They're fucking awful. Uh, they're, they're a pot. They're a blink One Eighty Two cover band. Don't bother to go see them. I would say awful shit about it. They are. uh, Right. And they're, and they're they're a bunch of, uh, (laughs) uh, and, uh, to the point where like they, they wanted to fight me. right? Right. So, I've I've remained resolute in my hatred for this since its since its inception as a form. Basically, uh, uh, my I, I knew in my soul in my in my spirit that this was wrong. 
this was a perversion. Uh, and I've had people come at me over the years like, oh, you don't understand this music. Like, you don't get the appeal. And honest to God, I'm not playing coy. I'm not being holier than thou. No. I don't understand how this comes to exist. I don't know why. It is remarkable to me that it is real. Right. It feels fake. Right. It feels like a joke that other people are playing on me, that these bands exist and that purportedly... They have many fans. Well, that's my point, is getting to this. At least this fucking invent animator, whatever, mm -hmm. right? I, I don't know. But that other band, yeah. Fit for a King, sure. their 2012 record, uh, hit uh, number six on the Billboard Hard Rock albums. Yeah, which I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. At this point, because but, how do you, how are those well, metrics well, measured? Well, but, but, but nevertheless. Nonetheless. Right? Way, way, way closer to anything... Uh, even brushing success that I ever could have conceived and, within and, my own musical trajectory. But rightfully trajectory. so, because you have to suck to be that good. For sure, yes. Like, like anymore, you have to be, you have to suck. Yes. Right? Yes. Because the days of like, the days of everybody agreeing, like, yo, that Beatles record from 1964 yeah. is really fucking good. Yeah. Are long gone. For sure. <laughs> yes, for sure. Right? Yes. So like, you know, yeah, I man, this... Just knowing that, right? Yeah. Hearing this, knowing that this is popular, this makes me want to like create some sort of like fucking totem yeah, the, of like America, uh -huh. yeah, like, like, like a voodoo doll of <laughs> yeah. George Washington, right? And then just empty its fucking skull out with a fucking twelve gauge. Yeah, this is this is the this is the kind of thing that can radicalize a motherfucker yeah. real quick. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, man. This is the type of shit that gets me climbing the clock tower. Yeah, it's um, it's so it's just. This is, this is, that was definitely some bizarro shit. Truly bizarro shit. Yep, for sure. And like I said, I, I know, I, I can pinpoint kind of where this stuff started. Like the late 90s, like the metal, the metalcore shit that veered into like singy territory. Like you can blame this on Boy Sets Fire. You can blame this on Poison the Well, Haven, uh, 18 Visions. And like this, they called this like what, progressive right. metalcore? What's progressive? I about guess it's this? all the glitchy shit, yeah, and, and the stuff like that. That's not progressive. You could probably blame that on Dillinger's Escape Plan. Pro yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, truly awful, just as I expected it to be. What is your What is your next selection? Uh, next up, I got a man. I got a few, but I got one here. Okay. Um, I know this is gonna suck. I just know it. You know it's gonna suck, just from the name of the band. Okay. Right. The Bridge City Sinners. <laughs> okay, I like that. I right. think this th that feels like something that's going to be markedly different from anything we've heard so far. Tonight. Now this is a this is a this is a cover. It's a cover. This is a cover. Okay. Um, I think I'm not sure. Anyway, here's the yeah. It's a it's a cover of Motorhead's "Go to Hell," I guess. Okay. The Bridge City Sinners drop folked the folk the L as an umlaut because of Motorhead. Uh -huh. Folked up cover of Motorhead's "Go to Hell." Okay. Now, look at these fools. Lots of <laughs> lots lots of train hopping uh, yeah, no, fashion, if not actually involved in the train hopping lifestyle. Sure, yeah. Big gauges, right. you know, like fucking dreaded up, like like shitty dyed hair. Yeah, these these these, these right. are the children of Planet X records. Right. Yes, right. There's an upright fucking bass. There's yeah. a, you know there's there, there's and there's a fucking fiddle. My nightmare. There's a dobro or an electric banjo, not even a dobro. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you know this is going to be terrible. Yeah, for sure. But I had to pick it. Mm -hmm. um, 
because I knew it would be terrible. <laughs> so, which, kind, which kind of runs in contrast to what we what we said in the preamble, but that's okay. I want to hear a folked up cover. I guess they're hell. from Portland, Oregon. That 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 makes a lot of sense. How, their pals performing in the sidewalks of their hometown. Oh, cool. There's nothing I love more than a busker with big gauges and tribal face tattoos. Hearing the singer for her highly cultivated tattooed she devil look and dark. <laughs> Dark folk, capital D, capital F, dark folk vocal stylings. (laughs) If dark folk is a new genre to you, Bridge City Centers have also used Appalachian Death Rock and Blackgrass, the dark version of Bluegrass, naturally, to describe their sound. Oh, fuck. I haven't heard a note of music, and I want these people to discharge weapons into their brains. I I, I want them to fall under the train that they're trying to haunt. Yeah, for sure, dude. Even the band themselves admit nailing down the genre they most identify with is still rather difficult since getting together in 2016. So, Mm. let's try it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Turned out to be 
Have fun. Well, so the, the good news is that within the course of a couple of years, opiate addiction will have ravaged the lineup of that band. <laughs> you think? Yeah, for I sure. I don't know. I, I feel like some of them are in the, maybe in the back end of it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they're 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 kicking the habit right this now. Is, this is this, this is, is their, how they, this is the redemption arc. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. That was. Uh, yeah. That was intolerably shitty. I mean, I, I'm the, I'm more familiar with this, right? Because I've I've had to be around like fucking squatter punk, folk punk, train hopper people. It's just you you overlap with that world when you exist in like basement and DIY spaces. It's uh, it's just a fucking thing that happens. Um, so, oh damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, just you. The the vocalist has a cameo account. So nice. if you want a personal shout out, <laughs> if you want a per- personal shout out from Libby Lux, you can you can pay real American dollars for that. And I'm sure right. you have nothing better to spend your. She'll sing "Go to Hell" for you. Yeah, she'll sing "Go to Hell" for you. Um, yeah, that real bad stuff. I mean, it's it's the devil, you know. I guess. <laughs> like I said, I've I've sat through a lot of folk punk in my life. And uh, I've enjoyed almost zero of it. I I don't like any of it. Yeah, I, the closest I get is like I have a certain nostalgia for the band uh, Defiance Ohio, who was a, a Planet X band, I think. Uh, and that's about it. I don't like any of it. As soon as you put the F word, yeah, 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 in front of uh, as soon as you put the F word in front of uh, punk, yes, I am out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, bad stuff, man. <laughs> bad stuff. <laughs> it's it's continued popularity um, confounds and dismays me. But what can you do? There's al- there's always going to be a new generation of uh, face tatted, uh, fucking trust fund train hoppers, and they're always going to pick up banjos for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my next selection is a band who I have I have seen their name a bunch in in bizarro core circles. There are a lot of people on social media, like kids that friend me on Facebook for whatever reason, uh, whose posts I see until I inevitably clear them out of my feed so I don't have to see them anymore, that talk about a lot of the types of bands that we listen to on this show. And Spirit Box seems to be at the forefront of, of that conversation. I see a lot of kids who like music that is completely foreign to me talk about this band. And I have no idea what they sound like. I can only infer based upon the other bands that these people like. So I'm going to assume that this is in the, this is in the borderline radio ready, new metal influenced metal core world. It's going to be in that general sort of arena. I don't know that it's going to be, I'm not expecting it to be as uh, glitchy and breakdowny as an, in, an invent animate, but I'm not going to, I'm not expecting it to be quite as uh, like television show theme song as bad wolves. Either. So much of this comes from the metal core world, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause that's what I'm saying is like those metal core guys, like, there comes a time when the they see the writing on the wall and they have to pivot. You know what I mean? It's just they're they're mo- most of them don't even have GEDs. You know, they right. dropped out to play in their 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 MySpace metalcore band. And so the, I, I've never heard of Spirit Box, but two members of this band were uh, they, this band was founded uh-huh. formed by two members of the band I wrestled a bear once. Oh fuck! Okay, I've heard of that. Band. Yes, so I I think I wrestled a bear once was maybe on Victory as well. They were definitely they were in the Doctor Acula 
like camp of MySpace mm. metalcore stuff. Um, Century Media. Oh, Century Media. Okay, there you go. So there, as I mentioned at the top of the show, right? So uh, so yeah, like this is going to be the next evolution in whatever <laughs> these MySpace metalcore fools are always trying to get onto the next thing. It is a grift. It is so clearly a fucking grift and has been a grift from jump. So uh, let's, let's finally find out. Like I said, I've seen a bunch of idiots talking about this band for the last couple of years. I'm interested to see what they sound like. So we're going to hear the song Rotoscope by Spirit Box.
So I feel like there is, you know, the people in these bands, mm-hmm. there is no way they still enjoy making this music. There's there's no yeah. fucking way. I mean, how could you? I, I That's just the cynic in me, right? Because yeah. it also speaks to my inability to, un, to just fundamentally understand people that are different than me in any way. Yeah, sure. I have pro- I have a lot of problems with and that. And the fact that I've just, not, I've given up on even trying years ago. Yeah. So like that, those portions of my brain no longer work because sure. I cannot, I cannot fathom anybody going into the studio or new practice space. Like I don't feel like these songs were ever practiced. That's the that's what I don't feel like yeah. they were workshopped. I don't yes. feel like these songs were ever sort of like there, there's no there's no like live raw recording of no. them doing these songs. These are just parts. Yes. They said play this part, we'll fucking do it all in post. We'll stick this all together, don't worry. Yeah. So I and I get that same feeling from so much of uh, so much stuff in this world too. That exact same feeling which is it, it describes what what you were talking about earlier. It's like it feels like it was it, it was created by a computer algorithm, and in all reality, it's not far off. I, I music like this typically has a lot of like co writers and producer credits. Yeah, you know, and those are the people who are like really making these bands right. sound like this. Because like the last band that we saw, the Bridge City Centers. Yeah. They were organic. Sure, yes, absolutely. They like doing that because absolutely. nobody fucking does that unless they like doing it. Of course, right. Like, folk punk is never yes. going to be... No. Ever. No. Right? Like, you like doing that, and you can tell that that is an organic thing for them. Sure. But this? Yeah, man. No. For sure. This, this is... This uh, sounds like... The, this sounds like the... Like a producer that worked on some tracks for the Blade Two soundtrack. Right. This is fully contrived. And I was gonna say, yeah, this is this is basically uh, they copied New Metal's homework and, and changed the answers a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, this is this is turn of the century, like late nineties turn of the century bullshit ass like radio yeah. rock new. Right. Metal. This sounded like like something that would have been heavily inspired in the nineties by like garbage. Yes, exactly. But then but then taking the worst possible aspects of contemporary music culture at the time and incorporated it into into that sound. Yeah, it's it's awful. Uh I didn't know I I I, I didn't know exactly what to expect going into this, but like somehow this this met my expectations at the same time. Like I didn't really know, but I had an, I had some intuition and yeah, this isn't far off from what I imagined. It probably was right. Truly dog shit, God awful music. And I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, it's not coincidental that an attractive woman is prominently featured in a vocal role in this. That has been a tactic that has been used in pop music since time immemorial. And, and not only that, but like, it's been a theme in tonight's episode. It, it has been a theme in tonight's episode. The three three of the bands featured thus far have shared that characteristic, and like, in it goes. It swings to both sides of the fence too. I mean, the boy band phenomenon was not predicated upon the performance abilities or the quality no. of the music. No, right? It is. It is. It is it, the classic sex sells adage, and like these bands, like bands like this specifically are clearly, very clearly aspiring to mainstream success. Right. They have no interest in in even masquerading as like legitimately underground acts. They use that connective tissue only insofar as it gains them enough social clout to get them a leg up to their next career echelon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, yeah, like 
that's not coincidental. <laughs> like this is the marketing around this, like aesthetically and visually putting her at the front of the video and featuring She's basically only one no one Just else in the silhouettes band. Silhouettes of the dudes. Yes. The band, like right? that is, that is a very clear and calculated PR move, right? This shit sucks well, on every just, level. It's the same thing with the other bands. Like, you're not finding an interview with the bass player, right? From the fucking <laughs> the, from the, the full semi sinners, yeah, 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 or from or from Brutus, right? Yeah, you're just not. Yeah, exactly. No sure. one gives a shit what their top ten metal songs are to listen to to decompress. No one gives a fuck what the Dobo Dobro player right. in Bridge City Sinners get, does. No yeah. one fucking cares. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, no and, doubt. Hey, whatever. Hey, if it's if it's making you money, God if it bless. Works for you, go with it. That's <laughs> yeah. what I say. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a theme tonight. For sure. Um, okay, cool. What's uh what's your next selection? So next up, uh I just clicked on the name because the name was so stupid. Okay. It turns out that there's a little bit of pedigree behind it, whatever you want to call pedigree. Maybe <laughs> okay. not pedigree, but you know. Yeah. Uh Avantasia. 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 <laughs> okay, I hate this that. This is a this is a power metal band. Uh-huh. Um German Power Symphonic Symphonic Metal Project. Okay. By Tobias Samet. And I don't know who this man is, so mm-hmm. I just looked him up and he is in he he's like one of the, you know, main dudes from Ed Guy. Okay. I have never listened to Ed Guy. Ed Guy's been around for fucking a, a lot longer than I thought since nineteen ninety two. Oh wow, okay. Right? Yeah. German power metal. Uh-huh. Never listened to Ed Guy. Yeah, me neither. I just know I nothing, just know the name. Nothing about it looks attractive to me. No, not really. Um you know, I, I don't it seems to me like I don't know, like they're trying to like, you know, like Eddie mm-hmm. from Iron Maiden. Sure. Is what I always assumed. Yes. And the fact that it's power metal, but I might be wrong about that. Yeah, I don't know. And the, old, the logo for Ed Guy has sort of a power, I mean, like an Iron Maiden-y sort of vibe to it too. Sure. But this is Avantasia. Okay. And uh, it says, a paranormal evening with the Moonflower Society is coming. Oh, great. Ed Guy's. Tobias Samet and his group Avantasia Project will be releasing their ninth album, A Paranormal Evening with the Moonflower Society, on October 21st on Nuclear Blast. Hmm. Mm, wow, what a coincidence. Right? Guest appearance by Primal Fear singer Ralph Sheeperscan. Okay. Sheepershan. Who knows? Mm-hmm. This, so, I, you know, this is, this is a realm of metal that I generally, that the ultra-glamorous, Ultra produced fucking power metal. Yeah, I do not fuck with. No, me neither. Never have. Right? Iron Maiden. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We hear on on the weekly show. We hear some stuff. You know, Immortal Champion. Sure. Um, Eternal Champion. Eter- Eternal yeah. Champion. Pardon yeah. me. Um, 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 Megaton Sword. Sure. We like that a lot. But that isn't the same ilk as this. No, this is the hyper polished, fantasy, hyper fucking. Uh, masturbatory mm-hmm. sort of stuff in in line with like Dragon Force and stuff like that. Yeah, and and to me this is like dream theater. This 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 pushes against the edges of what I would. I mean, not this specifically because I haven't heard it yet, but shit like what you're describing, it, it pushes up against the outer edge of what I would even consider metal. Well, speaking of Dragon Force, check out this. Check out this. Uh, maybe I'm not giving Dragon Force enough credit. Look at this fucking headline. Okay. Designer of Dragon Force logo accused of disemboweling his 80-year-old father. Well, 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 Yo, now we're talking. wearing a battle vest with a Sodom, a man of war, right? I will say. Metal Lucifer. I think that I think that Herman Lee maybe played in like a, a, like a kind of sketchy band, too. 
Okay. I, I think that... One, well, this isn't Herman Lee. No, this no, is. I know. But I'm just saying if we're talking oh. about Dragon oh, Force's yeah, yeah, credentials, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Herman Lee or somebody in Dragon Force played in like a kind of sketchy band. Okay. Um, so, so Maybe I need to check out Dragon Force. <laughs> tip of the hat to Dragon Force. Tip of the hat. You guys are keeping it real. At yeah. least your fucking artist is. Yeah. Gutting his 80-year-old father. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. While wearing a battle, a shredded battle vest with a fucking Sodom patch on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Huh. Well, this seems right up my fucking lane. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I cool. take everything back. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's uh, let's listen to some some Avantasia. I give him boy, that's a bad name, huh? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a mix of. Um, let me see. Uh, it is a uh, mix, a portmanteau of the words Avalon and Fantasia. Really cool. Wow. Describes a world beyond human imagination. <laughs> Mm. I bet this music then is going to be on Then it be can't be described, is it? No, that's true. I mean, it's like trying if to it's describe beyond it. human imagination, then it is truly incomprehensible. Yeah, for sure. And you'll go mad. Right. Um, okay, yeah, let's let's hear what they got, got on offer. I bet it's good. I bet you they're good at their instruments. I'm sure they are.
Okay. All right. So that was uh, Aventasia with, uh, what was the name of that song? Was it, just, was it Simply Fire? Uh, the Wicked Rule. Oh, The Wicked Rule. Okay. I, I ain't going to front. That was a lot better than I expected. I kind of like that a lot. For sure. So so this, it did highlight the thing that, that remains a barrier to entry for me into this genre, which is is simply like production choices. Right. Because I would say if if you take that and you take like the dumb gang vocals and the really computery drums and like... Get rid of all that. Give this a nice, like, warm analog tape production. Yep. I think this is just yep. straight up really good. Produce this like an old Iron Maiden or produce this like fucking Painkiller. It's straight and up this good. this is fucking awesome. Absolutely. 100%. Like the, 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 voc- the singer. Yeah, he's got pipes. W- fucking awesome. Yeah, there was some really good harmonies in there. There were good riffs in there. The solo was actually surprisingly good. I, I ain't going to lie. This is just, but, but see, the dudes in this band mm-hmm. are beyond... Filthy production. Yes, for sure. They can't Unfor- fucking do that anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. They just can't do it anymore. Right. I, I, and that's the thing. That's that's the thing that has long kept me out of, of this the, these sorts of power metal circles, which is just like, I don't want the simulated amps, like the digitized yeah. amps. I don't want the clicky drums. I don't want the bad gang vocals and the fucking reverse reverb on the snare hits and the shoom and the bass drops. Right. Just, dude, if you can just give me classic mid- Mid '80s metal production on this, it's fully great. This would, yeah, this would be fucking. This would be ten out of ten. Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah, I I like that a lot more than I expected to. I expected something much more masturbatory and foppish. Yes, this definitely had some fucking riffs. It definitely had like a little bit of snarl to it. Yeah, in, like the verse for sure. Parts the a lot of this stuff. Where it loses me is in the chorus, where it tries sure. to sound uplifting yeah, yeah, no and soaring. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. it just sort of, like, drops the fucking, that mantle of nastiness. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Man, this was a pretty good song. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yep, that's, uh, I, I, basically, as soon as it kicked in, both of us were like, oh, okay, wait, this isn't so bad. And yeah, then, and, and the singer just sounded like peak fucking Halford. Yep. You know, painkiller Halford, and and then you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not trying to ape them. It's just what he sounds like. But you right. could hear Dickinson in him. Yep, it's fucking good. Yep, for I sure. Ain't gonna lie. Yep, pretty goddamn good. Surprisingly good. Uh, it's, it's it was certainly a nice break from the bullshit we've been subjected to so far. And I think we're about to make a quick return to it. So that was a that was a nice respite. Yeah, that was a short rest. We took a short rest in the tavern, and now it's back out into the wilds. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Damn. Okay. So. Um, the dude that disemboweled his dad, uh-huh. um, J.P. Fournier. Uh-huh. That J.P. Fournier, instead of John Pascal, I wasn't like you know just yeah. Dude, he did fucking art on at the heart of winter. Okay, right. He did some impaled Nazarene. So oh, it makes sick. sense that he's out there fucking gutting his dad. Yeah, for sure. Good for him, man. You know, <laughs> really living the life. And this is an older gentleman. It just gives yeah, you. Yeah, he's not that much. I mean, he's seventy-two, it, so he's six fifty. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so yeah, there you go, fifty. That, but that's what I'm saying. An older gentleman in terms of like it, he's he's at an advanced age to be disemboweling his father. You know what I'm I saying? Think, so I think that if you're gonna disembowel your dad, uh-huh. it's either gonna come early on, right? Yes, right. And this dude would have been like basically hitting his first disemboweling peak mm-hmm. around 92 91 yeah. which when shit was popping off yeah for sure right? a good time to disembowel your father right but then you know you calm down for a little while right yeah but then you get to be about his age uh-huh my age about your age sure right 
You get divorced. Right. Shit's not turning out. Yeah, sure. You hit another secondary peak of disembowelment. Then there's like another five-year window like where, you know, like from like, I'd say like 17 to 23, uh-huh. that's six-year window. That's highest probability for disembowelment. For sure, yeah. And then again, the frustration of, you know, the frustrations of your life bring you about to another peak yeah between the ages of 50 and 55 where if you're gonna do it this is the time yeah yeah this is your last hurrah right yeah so i'm not saying that i want anybody to disembowel their father but i will say that it's gonna happen and if and if anybody's gonna do it, I'd rather it be metal guys, right? And right. I mean, and add a, and I'll add a little bit of danger back into the culture, right? Right? right. Like like yeah, I I want let's let's take it a step further. Let's make it because he's a metal guy, he right? Disembowed his father. yes, exactly. That's what I want. I want to, I need a new metal based satanic panic, right? I need we need to we need to push we need to push the posers out. Right. Okay. We got to get the media talking right. about metal, uh, satanic right. cult oriented metal murders. It's it's not because he is actually fucked in the head that he did this. Right. It's because it's, he listens right. to him. Because he listens to metal, and it could happen to you or your children. Too. Anybody you know, right? They, they could be your neighbor. Right. So watch out. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's let's get to my last selection for the night. Uh, we've got a band called Still Night, all one word, who, according to Idiotech, blend gent infused metal to create their own brand of ambient post metal core. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, they say that uh, the band uses a genre label to describe their music, but not to define it. Hmm, a little pedantic there, buddy. They trample the outdated expectations of metalcore by ranging from brutal breakdowns to somber verses to unlock an experience of deep emotional connection. Whether it's a deep personal tie or a response from the music itself, Still Night aims to connect with the intense feelings within sorrow and melancholy. There's not intense feelings within sorrow and melancholy. Sorrow and melancholy are, are intense, intense feelings. Right. There's a lot of syntax choices in this I, I write-up. Doubt, I, I doubt any of that is true. Yeah, for sure. The, and looking at these kids, like, and they do look like kids. I'm, I'm, uh, they, they look like you know, twenty-two, maybe twenty-three. Right. Uh, th- these look like YouTube, YouTube core kids, right? They, they watch YouTube guitar tutorial videos and they watch anime. And uh, they've arrived at something really, really upsetting because of because of the collision of too much internet culture. It's fucking warped their young impressionable brains, and they're wearing tight pants and uh, playing seven string guitars through uh, simulated amps and getting lip rings in 2022 for some reason. Um, so let's uh, let's jump into it. We're gonna we're gonna check out we're gonna check out their video. We're gonna check out the video for Eidolon by Still Night. Yeah, I got 
absolutely sickening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. So I want to. I actually want to talk about something real quick because at, at the end of that video, I I don't know what the fucking name of the media company was at the end of the video, but a little thing came up and it was something media and it had a little snappy you know graphic design logo or whatever. And I'm gonna assume that that is the the promotional company slash label whatever that is putting this stuff out i'm gonna assume let me talk about that real quick because that that is another thing it's i didn't i kind of hinted at that when i was talking about just sort of like the the network uh, that these sort of weird social like in business networks that comprise this sort of community community so none of this stuff is is organic none of it exists in real life basically I'm constantly astounded by how many bands like this there are that are consists of uh, like young people to people up in my age bracket and evidently have no like real measurable like human fan base and don't play live shows with any sort of actual attendance and there's no grassroots or organic community that exists around them at all it's it's like they're all twitch streamers somehow and like their music seems to exist only in digital spaces and like so these little like pr and management slash booking slash record label quote-unquote companies they crop up and they're these really weird like predatory things and i think it's like i think it's guitar music's answer to something that existed in rap for a long time because there were a lot of like really like for a, a very long time now there's been like a lot of like predatory like we're a promotional company or right. whatever who would like quote sign a local rapper and be like oh my cousin is p diddy right you know what i mean and they would take you for everything you're worth they would uh get, get the rights to your music in perpetuity license it you would never see any residuals from that whatever it is a scam mm -hmm. and in this world, which is a fake fucking world, on the same level that much like local rap is a fake world with no sort of organic basis in it, like this kind of stuff is filled with these like predatory promotion companies. And a lot of them exist on Facebook and they'll, you know, they'll be like edge of the knife promotion and booking and they'll have a little graphic design logo that they paid for like five dollars for on fiverr and they try to make it look re really professional and they're always posting about their new signings right. and stuff right and it's like it's a really it just is one i'm just throwing that in there to highlight again like how truly bizarro this stuff is so it's sun lantern media sun lantern media there you go i'm gonna look it up okay uh, I, I guarantee it is it, it ain't much of anything. The first thing that comes up, Sun Lantern Media Facebook page. Yeah, see, there you go. Most of and them. And that's have, it. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of those, man. That's it. That's the When you Google Sun Lantern Media, mm -hmm. that's the only thing that comes up for this is a Facebook page. It's really weird, man. It's really, really, really strange. Um, I, I don't know, like, where the... I kind of, like, on a local level, there was, like, that... The venue that's shutting down uh, soon here in Fort Wayne, uh, the Muse on Main, mm -hmm. they just kind of hosted anybody who wanted to book shows there could. There was just like, a, we take uh, a flat fee and then so much well, of the door. I wonder if Sun Lantern is just who filmed the video that oh, we could, just watched. That, 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 could, that, that could be. I think that's it. Because okay. it, it, it seems to be one dude uh, okay, and he's got a camera. Right on. So, fair enough. You know. 
So, sorry, okay, sorry, dude. So, so we maybe, didn't mean to talk shit so, on you. So maybe not in the case of Sun Lantern Media, but all of my points are still salient and stand. I don't care that we talk shit. I'm just saying. Right, sure, yeah. I'm just saying, like, that may not apply to, to that Sun Lantern Media, but it is a thing that right. very much happens. And it just highlights the way in which, like, this music is strange. Like, I... So, like, the Muse on Main, I would see, like, they would post live footage of bands like this playing there. But there would never be anyone there. And... Like, I don't know people in real life who like this kind of stuff or who interact with it. Like, I don't know how it even exists. Not even in, like, a shitty way. I mean, I, I don't conceive of, like, where the center point of this music is. There's right. no scene around it. There's nothing. Right. There's like, no real organic connective tissue. And what is the resource that keeps it going? Right, exactly. And and that's what I'm getting at, is I think it's all these little aspiring businessman grifters. Well, the merch for this band uh -huh. is bullshit. Yes, it's, it's very bullshit, look, for sure. Look at this. Yeah, it's awful. Yep, they got fanny packs, they got dad hats. I mean, that's that's the sign. When you see the fanny pack and dad hat merch combo, that's the sign that you're entering into post I mean, land. there's minimalism. Sure. And then there's just wasting my fucking time. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and wasting the printer's time and wasting precious uh, uh, textile textile right. material. Right. Right? Um, so, yeah, man, I don't know, dude. This, this stuff is baffling to me on, like... Uh, on, on many levels, not just in the way that we've talked about where it's like, oh, I don't know how this exists. Like, how did this, what was the genesis of this stuff? But like, really honest to God, I don't know where in, in, the, in the physically locatable realm this these people congregate and these bands play and this does well. I don't know that there is a place where that happens. Here's a, here's a question for you. Yeah. Unrelated to the, the weirdo NFT sort of crypto... Yeah. Sort of like... Uh, this is metaverse music. The meta, you know, the metaverse <laughs> aspect <laughs> yes. of this. Yeah. Just just band logistics uh -huh. and, like, how bands work. Sure. Okay. Now, you and I, we listen to a lot of synth stuff, especially mm -hmm. since doing the weekly show and sure. stuff. Um, we listen to a lot of synth stuff. I mean, we, you know, um, The Mall... Sure. Right? So, ...is an example of a band that is in line Sonically, it's not pure like pop synth. It's in line with a lot of stuff that we like. Sure, but it's just one dude and some beeps and boops. Yeah, right, and some good some good audio gear. Yeah, this is guitar based. Mm -hmm. There were three people in the group. Mm -hmm. How many members can a guitar based band get away with before they are required to have a drummer? <laughs> I think I think I think they've reached it. Yeah. I think they've reached. They it. have two. They have. Two guitar players. Yeah. Well, I, is one a bass player? They both play. And one is a bass player, yeah. and then one's playing like a seven string or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they have a standalone vocalist. Right. And, you know, the standalone, we've said this before, the standalone vocalist is, especially in this instance, is mm -hmm. not doing anything. Nothing. That those other two dudes couldn't do. Absolutely not. Yeah. And they don't have a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somebody. And needs it's not like they were doing something that can't be done. Right. On a drum, right? Not at all. By a human, yeah, sure. Very. You easy. know, it's not like it's not like early agoraphobic nosebleed, right? Yes. right. Yeah, it's not like they're doing something that basically, like, like the 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 you know the rhythm section of the music isn't doesn't require not, a drummer, not at all. And it, and it sounded like they were trying their best to emulate. A drum. I won't say real drums, but you know, right. digitized That's my triggered point. That's metal my point. Drums. It sounds like they're playing guitar based music that you know, essentially requires a drummer, yes. but they don't have one. Right, yeah. 
there's three people in the band. Someone needs to learn to play the drums. Someone needs to learn how to play the drums. And I'm gonna, I think you're required at that point. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. And also, the guitarist is doing nothing. I mean, that entire song was... I mean, you can sing over that. No problemo. Uh, you're not even having to foster a special skill set to do that. It's very, you, 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 I'm sure you could get it on your first go. Uh, so yeah, some, the vocalist I think needs to just man up and, and learn to play the drums. Yeah. You know, so we've reached about two hours of punishment. Okay. I think we're probably, we're probably good on that. I, got a, I, I pulled up a bunch. I, man, I got one that I really want to go ahead. There's, I, I got no, the pro- last one. I got no problem with it. Yeah, and I picked this because this is, you know, this band has at least one member of Death Clock in it. Now, okay. this is why I picked this. Because Death Clock, I don't understand why that exists as an act outside of the cartoon. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I do, just because there's, mo- there's, money. Well, there's, money, there's money to be money, made there. Right? There's right. money in it. But, yeah. like, if you can, you know, like, the dudes in... That 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 write the songs for you know the, 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 for the show. What is it like, Brendan? Uh, whatever. Brendan, what's his face? Who did home home movies and shit? Yeah, right. I can't remember. His, Brendan Small. Brendan Small. Yeah. So and, and another dude. Yeah. Just start a death metal band. Yeah. Don't call it Death Clock. Yeah, for sure. Just start a real don't death make metal the, band. the don't it's don't make the fake thing a real thing. Yeah. Spinal Tap already did that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um. So I don't really understand that. And now we have Death Clock being referenced as members of Death Clock in another band. Right, which is very strange because Death Clock's not actually a real band. So. Right. And this is a band called Pinead. Okay. And this is on Metal Injection. Pinead, uh, within parentheses, members of the Zappa band. Uh-huh. Never heard of them. Okay, me neither. And Death Clock. Is that one of the Zappa children's bands? I don't know. Maybe. Well, let's, I'll find out while... I, I should have done my due diligence. I'll find out okay. while, uh, you know, we sort of listen to this and discuss and, it. And who's putting this out? Century Media? Nuclear Blast? Who, who is it? Let's, let's take our pick here. Uh, Metal Blade? I'm not sure. Okay. So, anyway, it says, Pinead is the band featuring guitarist Jamie Keim from the Zappa Band, Dr. John, bassist Pete Griffin, Giraffe Tongue Orchestra, Death Clock, Dr. John, Drummer James Pope from Phoenix Afrobeat Orchestra and the Gentlemen of Leisure, okay. and vocalist and guitarist Jeff Seitz Butcher. Okay. The band is now streaming their speaker destroying new single, The Tick, whose initial attack may very well knock you on your ass if you're not ready. Oh, wow. I, well, let's get ready then because I don't so, want to fall on my ass. Let's listen to uh, The Tick. Okay.
Okay. All right. I, yeah. I forget what the name of that even was. Well, we just listened to the true final death knells. Yeah. Of metal and rock fully denuded. Yes. Castrated and nullified. Yeah. I, I, again, no hyperbole here. I was genuinely getting lethargic yes. and sleepy. Like yes. my, my lids were starting to droop. So this, this is the epitome of dad fucking bullshit. Dad yeah. musician bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Right. The band members have been friends for a long time, Sight says. Cool. Careers, families, life, and other musical endeavors conspired to make the writing process a challenge. Then you should have stopped. Yeah, just, yeah, don't do it then. Fuck off. I don't need this, this. This is terrible. This is boring. Who the fuck is, who the fuck is going to get hype on this? I, I know some people, and they're all dumb, dumb dads. They're all dumb dads, <laughs> yeah, right? For they're sure. all dumb fucking dads. Yes. Yeah, that's the only demographic for this music. I mean, yeah. truly it. It's it's people who are like, well, it's, you know, it's nice to see guys my age still going at it. They're not going They're at not it. They're not going at it. They're not going at it at all. They're limping out. Right. Better to burn out than to fade away. For real, man. I mean, this this is the equivalent of heavy metal Alzheimer's. Yeah, for sure. If it, I say this, in all honesty, if I knew that in 15 years I would either be dead in a car crash, fiery automobile accident, or I would be making this sort of music. I would just choose to die. So mm-hmm. at least I, I, at least I could go out with my legacy not tarnished by <laughs> by this, mm-hmm. by being a fifty-year-old man playing right. this. Because right. that's that's an even worse look. Like, okay, if twenty-two-year-olds were playing this, I would be confused, right? No doubt. No, this totally makes sense that like old dudes are playing. This. It's but for fifty-year-old guys, it's just a shitty. It's a bad look because you're doing your age bracket a disservice. Yeah. And as I inch ever closer to that age bracket with each passing day. I look upon these people with more ire and disdain right. because I'm like, why would you do this? Right. Why, why, why would you reinforce the stereotype that right. that it, you're you're incapable of harnessing any real vitality, energy, or ferocity right. as a 45, 50 year old right. man? Because right. that's all this is doing. This, 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 this is this, low T this shit. Is, this is sonic low T. Yes, for sure, for yeah. sure. This is this is the audio equivalent of low T. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Guys, see your fucking doctor <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. You're you're hitting that age. Yeah. Gut your father. <laughs> yes, exactly. I would, yo, much rather have a dude gut his father than to start a band like this. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just a dad. Yeah, for sure. That dad was on his way out He's anyway. 80. He was 80. He was 80. <laughs> he was 80. What Disavowal. a way to go out. Yeah, for sure, Fuck, man. you were going to die of cancer or heart failure or something alone in your bed? Your son shows up in a fucking Sodom jacket and guts you? <laughs> yeah, that's fucking cool, you man. should be thinking you're lucky stars. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You yeah. became a heavy metal legend. Right, you did not go quietly into that dark light, that dark night. You no. Know? Yeah, so, uh, okay. Well, that, that was like a fittingly... That was a fittingly um, weak way to end the end of the evening, yeah. to end this excursion into Bizarro Land. Hey, at least we heard one thing that was pretty good. Yeah, you know that power metal stuff, surprisingly good. Yeah. Other than that, a lot of bias is reinforced. But you know what? Just like last episode, I'm not walking away from this with uh, with a with a sour taste in my mouth. No. I'm I'm glad I did it, even though yeah, hey, look, there's a lot of bullshit out right. here. This is fucking weird. All of this shit is deeply strange to me. I'm not missing anything. I'm not missing the anything. The only thing that I liked was that fucking Avantasia stuff. Yeah, for sure. That yeah. was it. That was it. There was a couple things on here that I was like, well, 
it's not it's unobjectionable. It's unobjectionable, but there, it's uninteresting. And then there was a lot of stuff on here that was like straight up fully fucking baffling to me. Right. But I'm happy to be I'm I'm happy to expose myself to this in controlled doses. Sure. You know what I mean? Just to go, okay, cool. This stuff's still out there, it's still fucking strange. I still don't like it, but I gave it my best. Right. I gave it my best shot. I listened to it. I went into it with an open mind and I still don't understand it. Right. So there you go. Thanks for coming along on the journey with us. I'm sure we will do more of these in the future. It's probably the last one I think for this year, maybe. The last one maybe for the whole the year. End. Maybe we maybe we come back at the end. We yeah. we'll put it down for a little while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, we're, we probably won't revisit it for at least a, you know, several right. months or so. Right. But but we'll we'll do more of these. I think it's a pretty evergreen format. We can come back around to this in three, four months and uh and see if anything's changed. Sure. Know? See if see if maybe the bizarro core bands have moved on to the next thing because right now something that i've noticed the the internet non-subculture music space is very much in a uh, a post-mall metalcore space mm-hmm. and i'm interested to see what what if anything that pivots to in five years right because these things always exist i think are going to exist in perpetuity now because of where our culture is at sure and because of digitized spaces being like the the primary congregating part point for a certain type of person yep so i'm interested to see what that pivots to in five years because now right now we're on metalcore and new metal nostalgia and that's going to go away so we'll see we'll see what it we'll see what happens in the next five years i think we we're in for some exciting developments yeah so thanks for sticking it out with us and uh and we will catch you on the next one